everyone, and welcome to Dyslexic Season 2, Episode 23. I know, I know, I'm sorry. I'm going to keep doing it, though. It's just, it, it just happens now. <laughs> uh, this week, we are hopping in the DeLorean, you heard me right, and we are heading back to the days of an F5 tornado being made in a soundstage all day, every day. The days of flying cows and dropping floors and uh, lots of other special effects that made me cry as a child. That's right. It's a theme park throwback to Twister. Ride it out at Universal Studios, Florida. That's Star Wars. That was not what I meant to do. <laughs> I was trying to do the, the Universal fan thing. <laughs> Oops. Um... But who could be joining me this week on this trip back in time? New to the show, but not new to Theme Park Podcast, it's Danielle. Welcome. Hi. Thank you for having me, Scott. I do it in like 26 different languages, but I think that'd just be confusing to everybody, including me. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Thank you for being on. Um, I'm super glad to have you on the show. Um, now, before we get started, I'm going to give a little, everybody a little bit of history. So, me and Danielle were actually on a past podcast called uh, The Kingdom Report back in 2017, 2018, somewhere around that era. Um, and that's actually how we met. And that's actually how I got into podcasting. Thank you, Travis. Um, <laughs> but uh, we have been friends for a while. But we reconnected, and now we're ready to talk about theme parks once again. And what's a better attraction to talk about than Twister? Because it's iconic, it's classic, it's campy, it's it was controversial for many people. <laughs> and it's just a good throwback. <laughs> it is, it is. And you know, I don't think that there was an attraction that was so mourned as Twister was back whenever they they closed it in 2015, right after Halloween Horror Nights 25, or, you know, right before Halloween Horror Nights 25 closed um, for the season. And uh, you should have just seen the people in the park across the way. They were, like, camping out there and mourning it all day, every day. And it's like, okay, okay. (laughs) I even know that there were people who... um dressed up as uh, Helen Hunt and Bill Paxton to go on the final showing of the attraction and plus that year I specifically remember that year because they made the announcement during or before Horror Nights and Jack during his show made a joke about it being slow and boring (laughs) yes oh my gosh yes I remember that that was hilarious (laughs) that joke (laughs) sent me through the roof and back because not only did it fully break the idea of Halloween Horror Nights not taking place in the theme park it definitely was Jack like hey we're in a theme park and this is all fake and it just really blew blew my mind that they just they did not break the fourth wall they broke Halloween Horror Nights with that joke and I think it's hilarious Yes, and there were so many other like fourth wall jokes that he did, and it's like this was so out of the realm for what they even did for Horror Nights, which is a total side conversation to this point. It, it <laughs> definitely is. Into, but but yeah, he just was just went crazy with breaking the fourth wall there, and even like admitting that we were in a theme park, and it's like what? It was like what? But like, you know what's funny is I actually don't. 
and we get on sidetracks all the time on this podcast y'all know that um but like (laughs) what i think is really funny is i feel like a lot of people didn't really think about how big of a deal that was because like you just like even even i didn't think of it has that big of a deal the first few times I watched the show and I'm like oh ha 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 you know it's a really funny joke but now that I really think about it I'm like he really just broke Halloween Horror Nights and every little bit of lore that's ever been built up just by a few jokes yeah yeah you know you got a point maybe that's why Chance just was like I don't know it like Chance just kind of like fell flat without Jack there and it's like maybe it's because you know Jack just turned Horror Nights inside out and just broke the equation I mean he really did he really did he he messed the event up for her and you know what um that's misogynistic and toxic so yeah we don't stand um we do but we don't (laughs) it's actually really sad sad that like you know a lot of the Halloween Horror Nights merch that I've seen coming out for the 30th anniversary has no ladies of horror on it it doesn't like I know they have um the storyteller on like a cup and that's it like we don't we don't have Lady Luck we don't have Chance and honestly Mm -hmm. like I get that they weren't everybody's favorites but they were still icons and they deserve to be on the 30 the 30th merchandise i'm just saying we're just saying equality equality just because universal i'm just gonna spill some tea just because universal didn't use them to the best of their ability and the fullest extent of those characters yes i said it doesn't mean that doesn't mean they're not good concepts and scary characters and that's just that on that um but speaking of scary characters tornadoes are scary Especially the one inside of Twister. <laughs> Especially the one inside of Twister. <laughs> now, for those of you who don't know, um, Twister was a uh, it was a special effects show attraction at Universal Studios, Florida. It opened in 1998, and it was based on the 1996 hit film Twister. Um, and basically, uh, you went through the queue, which was kind of a mini mock-up of Wikita from the movie. Um, you went into a soundstage with two screens, Bill Paxton and Helen Hunt. Um, and they chit-chatted and told you all about tornadoes. And you went through a mock-up of the Ant's House from Twister that was very impressive. And then you went into the special effects show and the Twister happened. There was fire and water and explosions and everything you expect from a 90s Universal Studios attraction. Um, <laughs> because they all had fire and water and wanted to kill you. <laughs> That's just that on that. <laughs> but um, let's go ahead and That's jump what in. made them awesome. It, it is what made them awesome. I miss it. <laughs> well, let's just go ahead and jump into the conversation. Danielle, tell me some. Uh, tell me about some of your memories of Twister. Um, I, I guess you you first got you first started out with you know talking about Bill and Bill Paxton and Helen Hunt and R.I.P. Bill Bill Paxton yes. first of all. Um, but the first thing I remember about that attraction was being in this dark room, standing with all these people around, and he comes on and goes, "Hi, I'm Bill Paxton, and this is Twister. <laughs> Write it out." That really the shit made me laugh as much as it did. <laughs> I think it almost became a meme for fans of the park at that point. Of hi, yes, I'm Bill Paxton. Yes, 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 exactly. And it's like, oh my gosh, it's like. And he was so serious about it. And it was, you know, it was very informational, too. Like, at the same time, 
you could actually say that the parks were educational to at that point because you know he goes into like the science behind how a tornado forms and you know categorizations and all this other stuff and it's like wow this is like really intense conversation to be happening right here in a theme park it is it was edutainment and honestly universal kind of teetered on that um stint during the the 90s and early 2000s because it was all about like production and how hollywood worked and special effects and filming and audio production and blah 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 and i mean that that was honestly part of the attraction like they they were not trying to say they were not trying to pull a disney and be like you're in the story it was no look at the special effects that we made and you get to see them in person and maybe one day you can be in the movie too yeah um, although I don't think I want to be in a Twister sequel because after them talking about all the stuff they had to go through, like the chips of ice and the tanker truck dropping in front of them, I'm like, mm, you know what? I'm okay with not being in that one. That's fine. You know what? We'll get somebody else. You know, I'd be, ra- I'd rather be in the special effects crew behind the scenes. You know, behind <laughs> the scenes, doing the props and everything and doing the setup. I would um, too. Yeah, no, not being in front of the camera. That's not my jam either. I don't blame you at all. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it absolutely... Like, okay. So, I'm going to go ahead and say, and I'm, I'm just going to get out of the way before we get to buy stories, but this attraction traumatized me as a child, as did most of Universal. I'm just going to be honest. Um, oh. And uh, But what's funny is how much it scared me is what made me love the attraction so much to the point that and I've said this on multiple podcasts like I think I, I, I still don't go to Universal a lot I haven't been I I grew up in the Midwest I wasn't close to Universal it's not like an easy drive for us um, so um, like going through there I've, I've literally experienced the attraction once and then never got to do it again except through POVs and whatnot. And it was a, and I'm really upset. It was a goal of mine to conquer the fear I had of that attraction and to go back and experience it. And I almost had the choice, I almost had the, the chance my senior year of high school. But then uh, people ended up not raising enough funds and the school wasn't really that serious in our senior trip. So we ended up not being able to go. And uh, it was the year before they closed the attraction. So. Oh no. Yeah, it really sucked. <laughs> but like this attraction terrified me. Well, I'm sorry to hear it terrified you. Um, I'm actually not because the funny part is after being so scared on it, I would go home and I would like like I always like played theme park at my house whether I was like at Holiday World or Disney World or Universal and Universal like I'd walk around my house and go to different attractions like I'm at the park and so I would mm-hmm. I would I would like go to Twister and I would like throw things <laughs> I was a destructible child I would like throw things around the room and basically just sit and scream and, I, and my friends would be like what's wrong I'm like oh nothing I'm on Twister <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome and they'd be like, okay, don't break anything. And I'm like, I won't. <laughs> so I just continue. 
And I would just sit there and just scream about it and just throw things around the room and be like, I'd, and then I'd walk off the attraction and like go write Jaws or Confrontation or something <laughs> in my little imagination. <laughs> um, but like you're talking about, <laughs> you're talking about like uh, Bill Paxton and Helen Hunt on the video. Uh, and, like, can we just talk about how the finger of God was such an iconic line for the situation. <laughs> oh my gosh, yes. Like, that's like every quote that you think of about this attraction is like the F5 tornado, the, also known as the finger of God. And it's like that's where everybody just stops listening at that point and starts chuckling to themselves and just, you know, gets their jean, their, their jean shirt on, their jerk. <laughs> their jerk. Their jerk. <laughs> Their dirt, their jean shirt on. Their dirt. And just and just does their Bill Paxton co- pose with their jean sh- with their jeans on, their jean pants. <laughs> what gets me is like, what I always find <laughs> funny is that like Helen Hunt comes up on the other screen, but she like comes up so much later than him, and like he just talks the majority of the time. So like, the majority of what I remember from Helen is, and I'm Helen Hunt, and that was it. Yeah. Yeah, like, that's it, because you're still thinking about the F5 tornado and the finger of God and them showing all the pictures of all the, the wrecked fields and the poor houses and everything that it's torn down and everything. It, 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 it got really real for a second while you're waiting there in that pre-show room. They're like, thousands of people die. Here are pictures of this. And I'm like... Yeah, and you're like, what in the heck am I going to experience? Do I need a life jacket? Or right. Something? <laughs> Who signed the waiver? I don't remember signing the waiver. <laughs> yeah, it, like, it, seriously. <laughs> it was. It really got to me. Um, but then you go into like the recreation of the aunt's house, which so amazing. It like still to this day on video and pictures and what I remember in person, like it blew my mind because it looked so real. Like obviously it was stylized because of the movie and it's a cue line, but like. It's the kind of damage you would, like, see around a town after a tornado. Because, like, I've seen it firsthand where I live. Yeah. I mean, it was it was extremely realistic. And uh, granted, it, it, it even brought back some of those Kansas vibes, you know, from Wizard of Oz, even, granted. It did. Um, with some of the gingham that you would see in there and, and the farmhouse. Um, and the car the on the ceiling. Car. Oh my gosh, yes. I can't... Okay, so for those of you who have never seen the attraction, go ahead and look up the queue line um, or watch the video. Pause, watch the video, come back. Um, there was a car in the ceiling with a rotating tire that just constantly went eh, with the horn. But somebody pointed out to me, the last time we talked about this attraction uh, in season one, somebody pointed out to me <laughs> that there was a Mickey hat, a flattened Mickey Mouseketeer hat from Disney on the tire that was rotating. Now that doesn't surprise me. I mean, it doesn't me either because I know um, at Jurassic Park in Hollywood they had a floating hat um, as well on that ride, but it's just. Yep, I was just going to say the same thing. (laughs) It sounds bad, but like if you look, like it sounds bad to laugh at it because you're like, oh my gosh, they're like. It's super deadly. And then there's a Disney hat. You're like, <gasps> when you really think about it, you're like, oh, dang. 
Dang. <laughs> Y'all, that's some shade. <laughs> it was. It's just, oh, it's just my favorite little fun fact. <laughs> Yeah, just a fun fact. Yeah, I mean, they used to throw those Easter eggs in all over the place. There was a they couple. Did. There was a couple of other ones in there that I think that referenced the movie directly. Like, and I'm trying to think exactly what it was, but I want to say there was like a T-shirt or something that went ahead and referenced the school. And then if you actually went, whenever you got out and you go down the stairs into this. Um, into the shop mm-hmm. and they called it aftermath you know what like a good aftermath. name <laughs> right right and it, whenever you went in there there was actually a cow in there and the cow was for the ice cream or the the dairy farm right right from the movie and it actually had like the sign on it and everything and you could buy little cows and little tornadoes yes. in a bottle yes yes <laughs> Speaking of that, like I know, I know we've kind of skipped over the attraction itself, but that's what that's what this main, that's what the main focus of this episode. But like, can we just talk about how like iconic the sign for the attraction was for so many years? Like, when I think of Universal, I I, I do think of Modern Universal, but I mostly think of I mostly think back to '90s, 2000s Universal, because um, that that that's the prime time I went um, and rode the most attractions and that sign for twister with the smoke coming out of it and it ripped apart above the above the uh above the gift shop was just so good oh totally agreed i mean and the the let's even talk about the facade as a whole you it know as, as an extension of that because you had like you had to be careful where you were walking if you were clo- walking too close to the building to go into the entrance part because there was like a tractor. Yeah, I have a, a picture of it. With a big wheel sticking out of the building. There were signs sticking out of the building, like, you know, pedestrian or stop signs that were actually like literally sticking out. Yeah. Um, it literally looked like a tornado tour for Universal Studios. It really did. Like, it, it was genuinely really impressive of how the outside of the building looked. The attraction was impressive. Like, it was it, it was very that peak Universal where it was... I mean, Universal as a whole, I feel like now they take themselves a little bit, like, more seriously than they did back in the day. But back in the day, it was kind of a, a kind of a campy, kitschy park with... Um, a lot of it's like theming. It was kind of like on the nose and just out there in your face. And um, I miss that a little bit. Not gonna lie. But um, but like that, like those are the kind of things I like seriously remember. It was like the tractors, the sign sticking out of it, the uh, the the electric pole. That's I know was somewhere around there. Yes, yes. I think I think it was like on the side where the bathrooms were. I think so too, um, but like, yeah, there was like a full like electric pole sticking out of the building, and like, like you were you were right, like the tractor and the signs. You kind of had to watch where you were walking, see it, and run into them or trip over them because they were just out on the sidewalk. I can't tell you how many people I saw just one day. That's like the first time I went to Universal Studios that, and I was actually going, you know, walk around the park for the first time and. Literally, I saw this girl. She just went full 
full on, full strength into that tractor wheel, that huge tractor wheel and axle, and it's like, oh, that hurt. Honestly, you know what? They should have just sat a bench there, and you could just watch that all day. Just see how many people don't pay attention to a giant tractor in the in the middle, like right in your face. Like literally, yeah. I mean, I'm sure she wasn't the first, and I'm sure she wasn't the last. I guarantee she was not the last. <laughs> um, but let's let's head back to the the actual tracks itself. Yeah. So yeah. the cool part. Yeah, the, the main part of this whole episode. <laughs> so, first off, this attraction was ama- it was genuinely very impressive to me. Um, and uh, something I always there's a couple things I always love to bring up when I talk about old Universal attractions, and they're kind of later days, closer to the end of their their service life. Is um, I love how. They all start out with, like, full force effects. Like, things are flying and slamming and moving and going at high speeds around. And then when you get kind of later to closer to the end of its, you know, its life, um, it, all the effects just kind of seem to, like, they're still fast. But they're just, they're just slightly off or they're just kind of going a little bit slower than they should. And you're just like, yeah, I see ya. I, like, have you ever noticed that, like... Uh, 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 like the sign, like the the, the sign in, for the movie theater, it would like fling past way back in the day, and then close to the end of it, it was just kind of like, <laughs> yeah. And the same thing with the cow. Like yes. the cow was like the first time I saw it, like back in like two thousand and oh gosh, however long it was before the boy wizard came to town. I'll tell you that, and. Uh, yeah, the cow was like flaming everywhere in the ride, and then like towards the end, it was kind of like meh. <laughs> it was like I'm it was a meh. Move. Now. <laughs> <laughs> um, but like, um, what were some of your favorite parts of the attraction? The flying cow. The flying cow. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, seriously, I mean, the the flying cow was cool. Then, on top of it, you had a twister in the inside of the building. Now, what they should have warned you was, if you stand too close to the front of this attraction, you will get wet. You will get wet! Because I distinctly remember getting, not soaked, but definitely wet enough to where, like, I'm slightly uncomfortable. (laughs) Yes. Like, the first time I went, and I was like, I was like, what the heck? And it's like, it makes sense looking back at it because they had fire effects going on right. because you know, they blew up a gas station in the movie theater and everything. And it's like, but at the same time, it's like, holy crap, man. This was just supposed to be a stage show. I didn't want to ride a water ride like 25 minutes ago. What makes you think I want to get wet here? <laughs> Seriously? It's like, <laughs> why are you soaking me? But like, also makes sense because you know it's a twister. There's rain in a twister, but like, I mean, yeah. but funny enough, that was one. That was that was one of the things that was very distinguishing of Universal to me was fire, water effects, electricity, sparks, like all that kind of stuff. And you had that all in Twister. Like, <clears throat> you had uh, one of my favorite effects was when the the actual Twister would like pull the truck and slam it into the. Uh, the fire hydrant it would like start spraying everywhere 
Yeah. Mm. I was a big fan of that. And I also really loved um, when the, uh, like I talked about, I loved when the movie theater sign would like get ripped away because of the tornado. It just was always impressive to me to watch that giant piece of scenery just fling away. And same with the movie screen. The movie screen would rip apart too. And like, I know a lot of people say the, the attraction have a lot of rewritability. And that's kind of a true statement. But as somebody who didn't go a lot, there's a lot of effects you can miss because there was something going on at all times in there. Like, it was a lot happening at once. Yeah, yeah, it was. And I'll tell you another thing is, you know, you never got the same experience twice either. You know, because whenever you're talking about rewritability, I mean, yeah, there's there's predictability as far as some of those effects with the movie theater and the gas station, you know, and the fire starting and everything. Right. But, but it's like you never see the same tornado twice form. You know, sometimes it was massive and sometimes it was very small and skinny. But, you know, luckily yeah. luckily the strobes would <laughs> eliminate that. But, like, when it was at its full, like, width and wideness, it was oh, yeah. really frightening with the lights and the sound and the wind. The wind was intense in that attraction, as it should be. But, like, oh, absolutely. if you had long hair, it was going to be blown everywhere. So, I hope you brought a headband. No joke. No joke. <laughs> I, I used to go ahead. My hair is long too. And it's like, I used to make sure I had a ponytail holder just in case we were going on that attraction. Because let me tell you, it literally, and you had to be careful too, because it would, it would literally blow you away. It would, it would like, it, it, <laughs> it was strong enough to like blow people's sunglasses and stuff on. Or yeah. off of their head and stuff, and like, yeah, I feel like a lot of people like just didn't realize that going into the attraction that it was gonna be a pretty intense show, more than you expect. <clears throat> um, but like, I also we, I mean, we had somebody brought up. Um, I think it was Will who brought it up uh, way back when. Uh, in season one, we talked about the attraction that the uh, the back area where the person who controlled the effects of the actual show. Um, apparently, there was a spray of water there and the sound of glass shattering, which I never knew. I never knew that effect was there. Never knew it happened. But like, if you were in the oh, back I row, yeah. <laughs> if that would have happened to me, I would have cried. And I got blasted full force with water. Oh my god. Just hearing that effect and feeling the water, like, I would have cried. I would have been like, Universal better be paying for me. (laughs) I'm gonna sue. (laughs) Because that's... Honestly, I could see that as a very, very convincing effect. And, like, it would scare... It would scare me a lot. I, I, I fully... I believe, like, like it would terrify me if I ever had experienced that one. Um, but that's also not oh, the only goodness. effect that scared the audience. <laughs> um, I'm sure you know the two I'm talking about. Because at one point, the actual twister would rip the roof off above you. <laughs> like, it would lift it up, and you could hear it, like, ripping apart. And... <laughs> 
Oh yeah. Yeah, there oh, was yeah. there was the big one at the end where when the twister had stopped, which by the way, like I just watched a POV of it um, before we started, just kind of refresh my memory. I I genuinely remember why I was so terrified of this attraction. And do you remember like the the screams and screeches at the end of the attraction, like when the tornado would stop? Yeah, it 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 was pretty scary. But like when the when the tornado would stop, the twister would stop. Um, the roof would fall down, and so and so would like the platform you're standing on would like drop like half an inch or an inch or something. And so you're sitting there like, oh, profanity words. Yeah. <laughs> Especially that first time, because you're like, I didn't know what was going on in Drop Tower with no seatbelt. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I was like, and I was leaning up against the bar in front of me. Duh. <laughs> oh, I would have held on to that bar so hard. It's like, what the heck <laughs> is going on? Um. <laughs> But, like, the whole attraction was so intense. And so, like, a story I always like to share is, so my first trip to Universal, I think it was 99. I'm, like, three or four. And (laughs) my grandparents think it's a great idea to take me into Twister. Oh, no. Um, First off, Nanny, Gran, I don't know why y'all thought that was okay and still mad at you. But um, we went and we're going through and me at three and four kind of doesn't realize that this is like supposed to be a show and attraction. So I think it's real. And the whole time I think we're going to die. And, so, oh, no. and I'm sitting there, I am sobbing, I am getting wet, the roof is dropping, the floor is dropping, there's, the cow was the only saving grace that made me laugh throughout the entire thing. I mean, people are screeching and screaming, and like, I know a lot of it was like the audio, but as a kid, I didn't realize that it wasn't the people behind us or beside us screeching and screaming as well. Um, yeah, that's traumatizing. I would not do that. That's, oh my gosh, that's just so bad. And my that was, my grandma fun. is holding me and like laughing, like, ah, because she's having a great time. Because my grandma is like a huge Universal fan. Uh, fun fact for a lot of people. Um, not so much anymore, but back in the day, like, she really loved Universal. And so she, she's like having the time of her life. And she, she's, she, you know, she's comforting me, kind of. Uh, <laughs> And I'm just sitting there and I'm just like, why is she laughing? We're all going to die. We're all going to die. <laughs> I was like, somebody help me. I'm too young. <laughs> oh, like I was like red face, like crying to where like my voice was not being able to be heard. Like it was bad. It was bad. I was so scared. And I'm so glad that that is the only attraction like that they took me on. Because they did not take me on Confrontation. They did not take me on Jaws. They, or or um, Earthquake. Because it was still Earthquake at the time before it was Disaster. They didn't take me on yeah. any of those. They took me to see Barney. And I was okay after that. You should have gone on Jaws. 
I should have gone on Jaws. That's actually that's actually an attraction I never got to experience ever, not once. <gasps> I never got to do Jaws. Okay, we gotta go to Japan. I know, I know, I really would. <laughs> um, I also, I also haven't done a Jurassic Park River Adventure. Uh, there's a lot of attraction Universal I have not done, and a lot of the ones I wanted to do are the ones who. Um, sadly have gone away such as disaster and confrontation um, <clears throat> but uh, Twister was the one I got to do and it scared me shitless and that's not a word I say on the podcast a lot but it's the best it's the best term I can give you <laughs> what's so funny is at that age Bill Paxson's voice was drilled into my head saying, thank you for surviving Twister. Enjoy the rest of your days here at Universal Studios. (laughs) Like, Bill Paxton's voice saved me from this disaster that was happening. (laughs) He let me go free. (laughs) He gave you a new jean jean shirt on the way out. He did, he did. You know, honestly, at four years old, that ride gave me a totally new lease on life. It let me know that I could die at any second. <laughs> it changed my world. I could see clearly after <laughs> Twister because it was it was like a religious experience of fear. <laughs> oh, no. So like as a teenager when we were supposed to go, I was so determined. I'm like, I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna conquer that fear from when I was a kid. I have to see it as like air quotes an adult. I wasn't an adult, I was a teenager, but still I was like, I have to see this before it goes away. And I didn't get to, and I'm still really upset about it. And funny enough, I also have that um, vendetta against, or not vendetta, but that I also had that goal for Snow White's scary adventure at Magic Kingdom, um, and I, I didn't get to conquer that one either. <laughs> See, I never even got to do that, like ever. You're you're like lucky because it was horrifying. Really, I am telling you, like I was again. It was same trip. It was the same trip. Um, oh no! I know. <laughs> I know it was the same trip but like growing up I loved Snow White she was my favorite princess I was in love with her I loved the movie and so we go on the attraction because obviously you know it's my family they're like oh Scott loves Snow White and so we we take me on and scared the crap out of me but that's a whole another episode but yeah um those were the two attractions that I was like bound and determined to conquer my senior year of high school I was like I'm gonna ride these and I'm going to win <laughs> I did not get to that <laughs> well, um, I think you would have conquered it thank you thank you I appreciate I, I that think, I think you, you would have made it I think you would have been fine <laughs> um I do have to ask. Did you had did you have any other parts of like the attraction that really stood out that you were just like, wow, <laughs> like that stand out in my memory? Uh, probably not. Um, not not per se as the attraction itself. I think the one thing that I think that was very interesting and unique that started to happen was towards the end of Twister's life. Um. 
they took the store and repurposed it for going back to the joke in the beginning breaking the fourth wall a horror a halloween horror night store which I, it was something that hadn't been done before, and it's like, oh my gosh, it was just the, it was the sign of the times. It was just the sign of the times. It's like, and they just were like, it's like you see the sign aftermath above it, and it's like nothing but like when it's like you see horror, you know, yeah, Easter eggs and stuff from all the Halloween Horror Nights houses thrown in with. Twister and, and and its um unique design flow in the store. And it, it was quite a sight that year. <laughs> not quite a tribute yeah. store, but not quite not a Twister quite, gift yeah, shop. Yeah, yeah. Uh, right. Way, that and gift shop was so it. cool looking. Oh my god! Yeah. Like I mean, it, it, was, it was the it was same thing. Long. It was destroyed, but like it just looked cool. Like that was my favorite part about it. Was like. It the was just really, yeah. It was really good theming <laughs> for the attra- for a yeah. special effects show. It was really good theming. Yeah, and it was consistent theming. I mean, uh, holy cow! Literally. <laughs> um, but I, I I do like there is there is another thing I want to share just because I think it's super cool. I learned about it in a video from Park Ride History. Um, that, that was one of the videos I watched was a history video about Twister, just again to refresh my memory. And he was talking about how, first of all, this, this attraction cost a lot of money and was a technological marvel when it opened. And it's one of those things that like, as in, like as a guest and as a theme park fan, like Twister was not one of those rides you really did a deep dive into or one of those attractions you did a deep dive into. It was just, it sounds bad, but it was like, it was just there after its first couple of years, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and it eventually became like one of those filler attractions. Like, it felt like, oh, we've already done the main things we want to do. Let's go check out Twister. And that's just kind of what it became, sadly. But like, this thing was a technological marvel when it opened. And I think that's really cool because, like, the, the fans that made the, the Twister, like, there were like, I think he said there were like 20 something fans. And out, of, and out of like, and I think he said like, it was above ten. Like it was, it was a teen number of those fans were like seven foot tall blades. Yeah, that doesn't surprise me. It doesn't surprise me, but like when you really think about it, you're like, I, I sat there and I'm like, wow, that's actually really impressive. And it had a whole computer system to measure the outside temperature and wind flow and everything to 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 create the twister the size it's supposed to be now it didn't always work but still that's really impressive that like just for each show and this this thing ran constantly throughout the day each show this computer system was like calculating analyzing how it should create the twister and that's that's like what you said you were like you you almost never got the same tornado twice yeah i mean and and, and just thinking about it looking back on it like this attraction if you think about it this was not an attraction to reset you know what i mean yeah like to reset it every time you know before you had your new batch of people come in it took a lot to reset everything i mean granted some of the pieces were 
you know, mechanized, you know, would snap back into place. But there was a good amount of props and stuff that they had to manually go and reset. They, they, they could even do bring everybody in for the next showing. Oh, right, and like they did not have a lot of time between showings because it was only, I think, I think the thing, I think the video said it was like six minutes between guests, like or or like it was like a six minute attraction, so it had like a couple minutes between the ne- the next group coming in to reset. And like, what's really cool is you could actually hang back a little bit and see it start to reset while everybody in your group was exiting. Yeah, which I think is a really cool thing, and I know I know closer to the end of it, they started offering like tours of like the control booth where you could watch the show from the control booth. Yeah, and I see that would have been cool. That would have been so cool. Except I would I I would have been so annoying. Like, can I press a button? Can I press a button? Can I press a button? Oh my gosh! (laughs) Let me activate the cow. (laughs) Not the cow. Okay. Um, can I make the trucks go back? No. Okay. Um, fire. And then, then they're like, no. <laughs> <laughs> Too much fire. Too much fire. Speaking of fire, I don't. We didn't even talk about that. The giant flame ball that came out of the center of the the stage at the end of it. Oh my god! Yeah. Which like oh I got because like I I get the like it was like a gas leak and the sparks made it fly, but like. I hope to the Lord above that I never experience a tornado that ends with a giant ball of fire shooting out from the middle of it. I will be honest, me either. Like, after experiencing that attraction, it's like I do not have a desire to experience a real tornado. I I don't want to experience another one. Um, Definitely not one as bad as the one in the attraction and that Bill Paxton teaches us about the beginning. <laughs> oh, um, definitely not. No, but Absolutely. like... All in all, I just think it was a really iconic attraction for the time of the park. It it, it filled the need of that special effects show that the other Universal Parks had. I mean, Hollywood had Backdraft, and I know Japan, I think it's Japan. I think they're Japan or Singapore, which I don't think even existed at the time. But like, I know they have like a hurricane style show that very much is like Twister, but on a grander scale. If you've ever, have you ever seen that? I haven't. I haven't. You should no. check it out. No, like, that sounds yeah, cool. It's like Twister, but on like a much larger scale. Like a, like half of like a full size ocean liner comes crashing into the building at one point. God. Like it's it's really awesome. impressive. Um, awesome. I kind of see it as Twister's spiritual successor um, for Universal and the parks. Um, but all in all, I mean, I really just think it was an iconic attraction that really, really fit the studio's park. You know, it's Universal proper perfectly. It, it 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 really was one of those attractions that, as a kid. Like you think Universal Studios, Twister was one of those rides that just came to mind instantly for me. It was just one of the yeah. attractions. Yeah, absolutely. Like that attraction, Jaws. Yeah, I mean, whenever I think of Universal Studios, I think Twister, I think Jaws, and I think Disaster. Like those are my three, like right off the top of my head. Like, I do too. And then those are classic. And then I kind of throw in um, 
Kong and Nickelodeon Studios. Um, like, yes. at, as silly as it sounds, like I think of those and then ET. Like those, those are the attractions that come to mind when I think of Universal Studios. Was those? It was those attractions, and Twister was up there as one of the the big ones, the main ones. Uh, and that's very easy for it being right smack dab at like the the front of the park, but still. It was just, it was an iconic attraction that I think is missed by a lot of people. Um, it definitely was its time to go. It was. And fully understandable why it was replaced. Um, I don't love what it was replaced about, but if you want to hear my opinions on that, you can check out season one where we did a debate episode on that topic. <laughs> um, <laughs> but... Uh, I mean, I just think it's an I, just, I think it's an iconic attraction that really set Universal extremely set Universal apart from Disney because like Disney had um, uh, Catastrophe Canyon <clears throat> budget disaster. Um, yeah, yeah, and and you know that kind of that ride kind of set the standard for other you know, attractions based on other, you know, theme parks and attractions that had realistic effects going on inside of it. Because if you look even next door at Islands of Adventure, they kicked it up a notch and did the um, the water screens and all of those, you know, more water-based type effects with uh, Poseidon's Fury whenever yes. it was first created. And it was a marvel, you know, uh, of creation in its time. It was. Whenever the park first up. All first of up. Islands was, like, insane. Like, it was the world's most technologically advanced theme park when it opened. And I remember all the hype about it. I remember the promos. I remember hearing that on all the stuff. The Travel Channel specials. All of it. I remember. But, like, um, but, like, I, I, I Twister really kind of opened, especially being in the front of the park, it really opened yeah. you up for what Universal was going to be. Universal was going to be high thrills, um, practical effects. Um, it, it 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 was gonna be extreme, and it was not gonna be it was not gonna be Disney. It was not gonna be anything like Disney. It was its own entity that was ready that was there to thrill you, excite you, and sometimes teach you. Um, especially uh, Twister. <laughs> and don't forget to wear a helmet. Yeah, don't forget to wear a helmet. <laughs> you need a helmet in case the tornado hits. You do, you do. Um, you gotta do the thing you do in school for the tornado drill and put your head against the wall and cover it with your hands. Yeah, exactly. In the fetal position, which you know what, as a fat kid, just did not. It, it just, it just wasn't working for me. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, but all, yeah, all in all, I think Twister was. I think Twister was the attraction to open up. Universal Studio, like your day at the studios with it, like as a first time visitor, it was really the attraction that just showed you what this park was going to be. And honestly, I think it's going to be really missed. Uh, well, I think it is really missed um, by by theme park fans and uh, classic park goers alike. Um, it was its time to go, but it doesn't mean we can't still love it. <laughs> Yes, and as a matter of fact, the park still has a couple of Easter eggs, you know, in the current attraction that's still there that, you know, throw back to it. Yeah, it does, because it has, like, a, a jean jacket, and, like, it kind of has, like, the outfits. 
out front yep. in the facade for the uh, race to New York. Yep. And then if you, whenever, and, and my Horror Nights peeps know this, whenever you're walking back in that section to go to some of the soundstage houses, mm-hmm. there's actually a little, um, a little truckload door and it says twister write it out keep keep this closed at all times to keep the tornado within inside they still have that there even though they switched it to the new ride i love that i i love when so always like if you're that. if you're in universal studios and you're you're back there for horror nights whenever you're walking to the the two set the couple soundstage houses they have back there look behind you and just take a peek it is the most awesome Easter egg that still exists on property. That would be one of those things, like, if you turned around and didn't know about it, like, I'd be like, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. I would start freaking out more than I would about the actual HHN house I'm about to go into. Yeah, right? <laughs> well, I think that brings us um, to a good end of the episode. And that was a fun uh, trip back in time. Uh, let's hop back in the DeLorean real quick, Danielle, and let's go back to uh, to 2020. Unfortunately, um, we'll head back to there. Um, You're sure? <laughs> like we can't just go to 2021? Oh my gosh! Just yeah, months. let's just do that. Bye y'all. <laughs> but bye y'all. We're going to 2021. Uh, yeah, deuces. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I just. That'd be so nice. <laughs> <laughs> wouldn't it? Wouldn't it? <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> well, while we go explore 2021, um, we're going to leave you with this. Um, it, it is the end of the show, which means it's time for a plug. So, did you, do you have anything you'd like to plug? Sure. You can follow my madness on Twitter. And I am Traveling Dano at Traveling Dano. Um, yeah. Come follow me on my adventures fantastic um and then for me you guys can follow me on twitter at, at scott 21 or look up dyslexic you can follow me on instagram at dyslexic 96 and you can follow me on tiktok at dyslexic um just as always <laughs> well that's gonna do it for us for another theme park throwback episode if you like this episode then you can check out all of season one and two of dyslexic and season one of my theme park-based reality show, Ultimate Imagineer, on all major podcast platforms, including Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, etc., and so on. If you really, really liked this episode, then share the show with your friends and family. I would greatly appreciate it. And give us a rating and review on your favorite podcast platform. Thank you all once again for joining us. Make sure you're washing your hands. Wear your dang mask. I don't care what you think about it. Put it on. Put it on. I want to go back to normal. Please. So we can all Put go back on. to That way we can have horror nights. Yes, we can have horror nights. And we can go back and ride roller coasters and go to amusement parks. I need it. <laughs> we need normalcy. We do. And uh, make sure you're social distancing <laughs> and uh, try not to go out uh, too much unless it's, you know, for essentials and whatnot. Um, but with all that, have an amazing week. I will see you all next week. And thank you for surviving Twister and enjoy the rest of your day here at Dyslexic. (laughs) Bye, everybody. Bye. Aloha.